one what's going on folks welcome to 34 questions i'm your host 34 and today we have a very special guest mr david zhao is in the building how you doing sir i'm doing good i'm doing good glad to be here thank you uh for coming on man thank you for for making time i know time is precious and uh you know for the folks out there who don't know you you're international now so um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> thanks for for helping you know work this all out and appreciate your time and openness to share your story um for the folks out there who don't know i met mr zhao in uh, at burton high school we crossed paths um and yeah i'm here to help share his story and mm-hmm. so for those who don't know the flow of the show we do some warm-up questions some intro questions just to set the tone and then after that, we'll jump into the main portion where we either Mr. Dow either chooses his own destiny or turns to the wheel of fate. And then after that, we'll do some closeout questions. And sorry if I keep referring you to your last name. I just can't help it. That's oh, no, how we're don't worry. Yeah. That's a, it, it, it's a habit from the past. Dude, for sure. <laughs> like, you know, I got respecting teachers, respecting elders, you know. I'm not saying that, mm-hmm. but, you know, just showing that respect. But um, mm-hmm. yeah, man. Well. My very first question for you is, uh, how have you been? Been about three, four, five years since, you know, we've seen each other last. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How you been, man? I've been doing good. After the whole uh, thing with Burton, too, you know, I went to do restaurant. Word. Okay. Yeah, it was pretty cool. I like, I, I always wanted to explore, like, different careers i guess because i had the chance to after you know leaving you don't have to jump into teaching so quickly um so i took a break from that and then like opportunity presented itself i so i came to japan yeah did you uh, to teach here to teach here yeah i was gonna gonna ask that i was gonna ask that Uh, that's what's up are you is it do you feel like that's a permanent move or just you know for the time being how's it feeling for you I don't think it's a permanent move. I think it's just for experience because like when I was working in the restaurant, you know, I met so many different people with so many different backgrounds and even like working at Burton, you know, you have all these kids from so many different backgrounds and a lot of them are international, you know, Mm -hmm. immigrants. Um, When I was working at the restaurant, people came from overseas um, to work here. And so, you know, growing up in San Francisco your whole life, you don't I, I wanted that international experience to live overseas you know in an unfamiliar place and uh i've always wanted to live in japan ever since like college so i wanted to do it before i had any regrets later in life for sure man i totally respect that i uh i wish i could have done something like that it, moving there was that your first time ever being in japan or you had gone there previously I've gone, I've came to Japan twice for vacation. Okay. Um, so it's a little familiar. And then in college, I took uh, some basic Japanese language classes. So that really helps. <laughs> I gotcha. I was a little prepped. I was a little prepped. And then I had some friends who came here already from high school and then their permanence here. So I always ask them for advice. That's cool. When I first moved here. Yeah. Yeah, at least you got, you know, you know some people over there, so it doesn't feel mm-hmm. too lonely. Uh, I know how that can be sometimes. Yeah, for sure. want to ask you, how is the education system different from what you've experienced uh, here versus over there, if you don't mind me asking? Oh, no, don't worry. Yeah, yeah so it's very textbook heavy. Um, everything that students learn is directly connected to the textbook. And you know how in American education, it was like that. Yeah. But now they're trying to get out of textbook, trying to tie in, you know, real life examples and everything. So, but in in Japan, it's still a little slow um, in in trying to open up from the textbook. Uh, So, yeah, it makes teaching really easy for the teachers, I would say, because you just have to direct everything to the textbook. But for me you know coming from the states it, it can get a little boring but the, the students don't mind because they like everything direct and i they're used to it so it, it's it's their education system yeah, yeah no i got you i mean i was gonna say like you said you grew up in san francisco as well mm-hmm. yeah so mm-hmm. 
yeah, I mean, when I was growing up, similar thing. It was all textbook. It was all textbook. And yeah. I had one class that was uh, like a current events class, international relations mm-hmm. class. That mm-hmm. that was the only class that oh, was wow. kind of like, you know, checking the news and trying to teach mm-hmm. us through like world events nice. and stuff. Uh, nice. But yeah, so that's 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 interesting that you yeah. say that because I think I have noticed a little bit of that switch or openness. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. In, yeah. in the For American sure. school system to like, you know what, yeah. maybe we should. Because uh, I feel like textbooks always get updated and always change mm-hmm. and stuff. And I don't know if that's from like, a, like, like do the governments. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know if you mm-hmm. know if governments provide textbooks mm-hmm. and that's the whole idea mm-hmm. is like they'll mm-hmm. give grants to people to, to cr- put the information in a book. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. In Japan, yeah. is it the same way? Or... Yeah, um, I think the government also gives funds to update textbooks through a company. Um, mm. But all the textbooks, I think, would be like free for the students too. Um, some positive points, though, is like in middle, I teach middle school, uh, but when compared to America, it would be seven, eight, nine. That's middle gotcha. school. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. So elementary is first through six. So they have that for elementary and then three years of middle school three years of high school yeah i got you so the cool thing about middle school is i only teach middle school um they require uh mandatory music class art class and the arts okay so everyone gets a chance to learn music everyone gets a chance to learn art where you know in america it's an elective class mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah so one thing about japan that's really cool is this aspect and then also pe they actually learn a little bit of every sport <laughs> i got you like the rule yeah 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 like the rules um basic forms so they do anywhere from the simple common ones like basketball baseball soccer uh, volleyball but sometimes they dip into badminton. They have gymnastics. That's dope. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah they have, For PE? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They bring out the mats. They bring out the jump boards. And then uh, they do long jump. They practice relay racing. So, like, the PE here is actually very cool. Because you get to try out so many different sports, you know. Yeah, that, that sounds awesome. Um, I, I would want to, like, dive more into it. But let's progress mm-hmm. through, through the warm-up. So. Yeah, for sure some warm-up questions for you my first one is what would you like the audience to know about you uh it's tough uh, i i watched your previous video with uh the previous guest the one that you just uh released just, uh yeah um you, do you remember the name if you if not it's cool. uh, she's from she was she's living in washington yes rachel sheer yeah Uh, yes yes and 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 when she was describing herself i was like i'm a little similar to to rachel like i feel like i'm empathetic too um i try to walk in other people's shoes uh so i try to be empathetic and understanding but i re i come to realize is that even though you are empathetic you won't really understand the deeper feelings of what that person felt in their experience so i'm thinking i can only mimic it to feel how they feel but to truly understand you'll have to experience it yourself i gotcha i gotcha. I feel like that's the type of person i kind of want to strive to be is to be an understanding person yeah you know what man this is something that recently crossed my mind because i I hear Mm -hmm. this phrase a lot and i think it's uh you know it's one it's that phrase that like those who can't do teach you know i'm sure you heard Uh, that before right yeah yeah, yeah, i want to switch that up man because i really think it's those who understand teach bro like Mm. you know i think it takes a lot to especially if you want to make an impact on students and you know really leave them with like a lasting lesson or message Mm -hmm, that mm -hmm, affects them for mm -hmm. the whole life you have to understand and you have to be Mm -hmm. willing to understand and you know kind of meet students where they're at uh i Mm -hmm. recently i started a job with this uh school i think maybe you might have heard it in the with rachel's uh rachel's Mm -hmm. interview but yeah just started a job at this nps i don't know if you're familiar with edgewood um, it's a, a school in San Francisco, but it's, you know, it's for the kids who are a little bit rough around the edges. Mm-hmm. And, um, 
you know, even at Burton or here at the school I'm at now, that's what I see the teachers constantly trying to do. Right. It's like, you know, whatever angle the kid comes at, comes at you is like, okay, well, you know, what's your thought process? Like, what's the best way for me to give you this information that you're going to retain it or find it valuable? It's, it's a whole lot of that. And you're doing that with like, I think the great teachers are doing it individually like and that's really hard right <laughs> you need to yeah yeah it's so tough yeah man like when, go ahead go ahead when i when i was working at burton you know because i come from a certain demographic i can easily connect to the students that have similar demographic but with those students that i don't uh, their their backgrounds i don't really understand it was hard to connect with them and i had a lot of trouble in burton connecting to those students and sometimes they're some of the students that need the most help so i figure the only thing i can really do is try to connect them to other resources that can provide help but it's tough it's tough yeah man and i mean where where was burton in your like you know your your journey as a teacher was that in the beginning or like sort of in the middle like was that your uh, first first job or like i mean not first job but first teaching job yeah first real teaching job would be at burton uh, i would consider burton i don't think student teaching would be full-time teaching you know it's a little dip in the pond mm-hmm. uh but burton was my first job and i it was <laughs> i really got a spur of the moment um i literally got it two weeks before school started i don't wow. know what happened to the <laughs> yeah I, I don't know like i was just searching it up like in the m- middle of july you know sfusd and then i got the job i got the interview and then i got the job and i was like cool but then like burton was like one of you know quote unquote the tougher schools so he really threw me into the fire <laughs> yeah man and and you were saying you you had a hard time connecting with the students that mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but also you know that, that was your first experience doing that i feel like if you yeah, were yeah, ever yeah. if you're ever put in that same situation you'd probably do better i think in, in I, I hope so i hope so <laughs> thank I, you thank yeah, you yeah. for your support <laughs> yeah man um that's I think, you know, that our biggest struggles are because of stuff that we're doing for the first time or we've never encountered before, right? Mm-hmm. And the things that mm-hmm. we're really good at are things that we just seem to, you know, con- continually, like, encounter or get more practice on. And that makes us really good at that particular thing. Um, mm-hmm. But, yeah. All right. Second question for you in the warm-up is, if someone were to pay you a tribute, how would you like to be honored? So if I was going to tell um, myself I would do something, uh, so, an act, or Mr. Zhao, what could I do for you, man? Uh, throw me a party. <laughs> throw you a party? All right. <laughs> yeah. I think, like, just get my friends, uh, just good food, good company, good atmosphere. It could be anywhere. It could be at, like, an all-you-can-eat restaurant. Uh, but just throw me a party. I'll be happy. Yeah, any favorite all-you-can-eat spots that, that you uh, throw out there? Back in San Francisco, very few uh, out here. Very few. I mean, in my experience, really? there's a, I only know really? like I, I only know what Moonstar is one. Uh, oh my goodness! Do you not know the <laughs> Do you not know the Korean all you can eat barbecues in San Francisco? Okay, so you gotta tell me. Put put me on because I don't don't know man oh, I, I go to okay. san jose for korean barbecue man. <laughs> oh that's true that's true no 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 the the food outside for all you can eat in san francisco is uh is better i think like it's cheaper and the quality is a little better only because i guess the expenses mm-hmm. are a little cheaper out there but um yakinikyu in japantown is a very common one that people go to okay. it's consistent um it gets very busy um and then bq also in japantown i like their service there um it's really chill relaxing it's not as busy but the food's still good um the drinks are still good uh yeah those two are my go-to ones in uh-huh. san francisco yeah. well thanks for your tips i'm gonna have to check that out You're and welcome. uh at your party what what's, what kind of music we playing well what's like uh you know maybe the, j- <laughs> the jam like you, you know you're gonna tell me we're, we're celebrating yeah. you what 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 song would celebrate your energy? Uh, th- throw on throw on K-pop. <laughs> throw on K-pop. All right, yeah. all right. Uh, any particular band, you know? Uh any is fine. Any. Uh, they they have so many different artists. Uh, so throw on any. They're all good. K 
can can you recommend me like i know it's a lot of pressure but what one that i should check out you could give me what, what kind of music do you like so i, I i'm a big hip-hop head uh ah. but but you know i also like you know the classic rock and uh you know of course i'm gonna like the 90s pop with stuff i grew up with uh, and, uh, you know very whatever sounds good to me i'm gonna enjoy but i, I know nice. i don't know if, if it was j-pop or k-pop that had like some influences of like that r&b hip-hop kind of you know sound mm. i don't know if you're, you you've heard anything maybe i'm just you know speaking out my ass but <laughs> uh, you could let me know no no i i think uh j-pop has r&b um it's not as popular though i would say as k-pop r&b um mm, one that okay. stands out on the top of my head recently because he was on the news is uh that ravi r-a-v-i okay okay mm-hmm. ravi he's All a right. hip, yeah he's a hip-hop artist and he has his own company and then he just signed one of my uh favorite singers so i was like wow that's so cool yeah. making moves yeah yeah yeah, yeah right. he's making moves i'll check him out ravi r-a-v-i uh, mm-hmm. I'll check that out. And my last question for you in the warm up is on a scale from one to ten, how well do you know yourself? Wow. I wish I could say ten. <laughs> I got you. But honestly, I think I would have to say like a seven. Mm, okay. Only because like sure you know yourself and you know, in the past corona, you you because you don't go out a lot. I think a lot of just everything and myself. You know, a lot of self-reflection. But I feel like, sure, you know yourself, but sometimes the people around you know a little bit more about yourself hmm. and your behavior and your personality. I got you. I got es- you. Especially, I would say the negatives. Yeah. Really? You think, think, you so. think uh, the outside people would know more of your negatives than you would yourself? Mm-hmm. That's interesting. I think it, yeah, I think it would be like if you're self-critical, mm-hmm. you would realize it after they tell you. Yeah, it's like one of those breaking the glass moments or whatever. Where, yeah, 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 yeah. I got you. Uh, well, in a more positive tone, what, what would you say is your favorite thing about your personality? Uh, I'm adaptable. Hmm. So coming out here to Japan, um, it was scary, but I adapted quickly. Um, I think it took me about two months to relax. One month, I'm still like trying to find how to get to places, what's the best route. But after two months, uh, pretty easy. Yeah, got used to it. I mean, it took it took me uh, six months to to finally kind of settle in when I moved from San Francisco to Long Beach. I know it's not that crazy of a move, mm. but yeah, I remember like this feeling out of out of like a fish out of water or out of place. Um, yeah, yeah. First moving and not really knowing a lot of folks down in uh, SoCal mm-hmm. at the time too. Mm-hmm. I mean, for you, did that feeling also kind of subside after a couple months, or did that feeling kind of take a little bit longer to to get rid of? I think I was able to, I guess, withstand it was because I kept myself busy with work. Gotcha. You know, gotcha. Try, just try to put myself into a rhythm. And because I'm a gamer, <laughs> um, you know, on my off days, I get to game with people back at home. So I didn't really lose my sense of self. So that helped a lot. For sure, man. I definitely did not know you were a gamer. Uh, <laughs> what, what kind of games do you like playing? Uh, gosh, the one time we spend the most time, uh, the one game we spend the most time on is League of Legends. Okay, okay. Uh, ever competitively or just casual? No, no, casual. <laughs> I don't think the, I don't think my skills are good enough for competitive, nor the ping here from Japan. <laughs> I got you. You'd always be playing from behind kind of thing. But, yep, uh, yep. For That's sure. For sure. And uh, since you brought it up, I, I do want to ask, and feel free if you don't want to mm-hmm. answer this, but when was like that last time the glass was broken for you? If someone either told you, I mean, for, for me personally, it was um, 
there was a thing where my coworkers were we were like oh let's do impersonations of each other yeah. and uh yeah somebody like oh this is what jan's like and <laughs> it would be like uh, they would say a couple words and laugh after every like yeah. it would be like hey what's up guys <laughs> Was, and then like you know it's just stuff like that and for for me i had never realized mm-hmm. that i laughed after every like sentence or whatever but ah. uh but yeah that was definitely like oh shit that's what i do and everybody's like oh that's so him and i'm like <laughs> <laughs> like damn i had no idea that that's how i came off but yeah for you any, it, anything it, like that uh i would say it would have to be a while only because like you know, having those deep talks uh, is hard online, especially just through like messages. Yeah, um, yeah. But there was one where I think my friend helped me realize I sometimes do take things a little too personally. Mm. Like because messages, messages get lost in meaning. Uh, it depends on how the reader and writer interprets it. So as a reader, I sometimes take the messages too personal, even though maybe the writer didn't mean it that way. But like, you know, the way the sentence is phrased, it kind of irks me. So I, I might, I get a little angry and then if it keeps going, I get a little more angry. You know, it just builds. Man, I'm I'm glad we didn't do too many messages. I'm that kind of person. (laughs) I'm the kind of person who tries to like, I... I like keep my messages as straight to the point as possible. Like I don't put any mm-hmm. fluff, so it it may come mm-hmm. off as like you know I don't want to talk, but I'm just like well mm-hmm. I, I just don't want to type too too much, you know like yeah, my yeah, yeah. around it. But yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. I hope you never got that kind of kind of. Oh feeling no, from never, me. never, 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 no, 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 no. <laughs> For sure. All right, man. Well, we made it to the main portion of the interview. Would you mm-hmm. like to you know choose your destiny or turn to the wheel of fate? Ah, uh, the wheel of fate. I don't like choosing numbers. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Well, here we go. Here goes your first spin. And just a reminder, um, there are three levels. So you could go easy, medium, hard, and you free flow through through it all. Uh, but your oh, first, first number nice. is 25. Let's go with a medium. Medium 25. And uh, your question is, what does it mean to have a healthy perspective? Ah... Oh. A healthy perspective. Yeah. I think it means to have an open perspective, um, willing to have an open discussion to take in other people's opinions and respect it. Mm. And not to judge people Mm. if their opinions are different. Albeit that's really hard to do now. Because it's so polarized. Yeah. Tell, tell me more. Why, why, why do you think it's so polarizing these days? Like, you know, with the, the whole vaccination thing. <laughs> tell, tell, right. tell, tell me more. Right. Like, <laughs> right. like, like, sure. At the beginning of the vaccination process, everyone had, the, I would say, the right to be scared because the medicine was so new and they were still going through the trial phases. But after studies have shown that vaccines are by a very high percentage safe um, and not deadly, you know, like, oh, it's Mickey autistic or <laughs> there, there's there's a GPS trackers inside of it. Uh, I don't really believe that one. Go ahead. <laughs> and yeah, yeah, yeah. So so like because of that it's like when people bring that opinion to you it's like you know i say don't judge them but then it's like it's really hard not to you know i got you i got you yeah yeah i mean you know i'm I'm vaccinated but Mm. i will say i do have a concern about like five years from now 10 years from now Mm. you know something Mm. comes up (laughs) where like and and maybe that's that's the fear i got about it and that's how i could kind of like you know not un for me to understand the other, <laughs> other side, you know, mm-hmm. um, and yeah, that that's the trip trippy part about it because I, that's yeah, it's one of those things, and I don't know if this is happening in Japan, and you've only been there like mm-hmm. a year and a half or so, but mm-hmm. in America, that's that's what they seem that's what they're using at this moment to divide mm-hmm. us, right? Mm-hmm. To be like, well, mm-hmm. just create this conflict so the other stuff 
we're not paying attention to that's what i think is happening and um yeah man i mean like you know jobs requiring people to get vaccinated yeah 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 uh, yeah i i don't think i have a strong opinion either way right now about it um i do believe in personal choice and mm-hmm, but you mm-hmm. know i also believe in safety so i'm yeah, like yeah, yeah, where, yeah. where yeah. do i fall like in here in, in this uh mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. in this decision but how, how, how would you say you feel about it if you don't mind sharing jobs specifically like you know forcing uh, employees to to get I vaccinated mean, i think i agree with the choice um because i was talking to this one teacher too i was just um asking around like oh uh, did you get vaccinated? And she's like, oh, no. And I'm like, oh, why not? And she's like, oh, it's a personal choice. And I'm like, for sure. I respect it. I just I just moved on from it. Um, I think my gripe about it is just the spread of bad science. Hmm. Okay. You know, like, like, I agree with you where like, hey, maybe, you know, five years from now, the vaccine might have trouble. O- only because, you know, we can't predict that far into the future yeah you know but but you outweighed the negatives and positives and then you you got the vaccine you know so i I can see where the fear comes from because it's unknown and it makes sense we are you know humans are scared of unknowns um but to to fill the unknown with bad science i would say is my gripe i got you yeah i got you yeah i mean you know and when when it comes to just like social media, it's usually the mm-hmm. loud loudest voices get heard. Yeah, and uh, yeah, 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 we're, yeah. We're definitely hearing some a lot of things that yeah. you know that that that's my gripe with news. You know, it's like mm-hmm. it's really hard for me to trust. You know, whatever information is being thrown at me these days, and mm-hmm. it's a little mm-hmm. bit of a headache too because it's just like, okay, I hear that, but then next week there's something different. We won't get too mm-hmm. political because I'm sure everyone is aware of the things that have been said and the flip flopping mm-hmm. of, of stances. So yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, on that note, we'll uh, move on to the, to the next. Sure, sure. And, but I did want to ask you, like, this is going to be a, a question before this number, but what inspired you to get into teaching? Oh, it's tough. Um, I think I kind of defaulted into it. Interesting. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah. Like, uh, um, if you don't mind, um, like elaborating yeah, yeah, on that. For yeah. sure. Um, I think when I got into college, there were like three things I wanted to do. Um, one was like a researcher, uh, marine biologist specifically, because I always had an affinity with marine bio. Um, and then the second was like a chef. But then okay. my mom was like, no, you're not being a chef. You're not going to slave over a stove because she, she has this stereotype of like Chinese chefs working at restaurants that don't get really good pay for their hard work. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I'm like, OK, that's fine. I respect it. So I won't do that. And then I can always cook at home, you know. Mm-hmm. Um. So I, that wasn't too bad. And then teacher i think i defaulted into because it felt natural nice yeah nice i like that yeah. for sure um yeah i mean I, I was asking because honestly for me it's been this this voice that's been getting louder for me mm-hmm. and just being like you know you should go back to school and uh you know we like teach kids so mm-hmm. <laughs> now it, mm-hmm. I, i've just been thinking about it thinking about it and mm-hmm. i think i'm getting closer to that point where gonna sign up for the fafsa and do all that stuff to, to get my degree and uh see how how it works out but uh, i mean if if teaching isn't your thing i think you could definitely look into counseling too yeah yeah you maybe you're right <laughs> uh, because <laughs> some, someone has had like put that idea in my head as well like they mentioned like you know maybe because i could see how i couldn't be how i couldn't be a good teacher mm-hmm. it might be a better counselor um but yeah i have to look into that thank you for sharing though you have to find a subject you like (laughs) yeah yeah i mean i keep thinking like okay i'm gonna go in there and just like create my own subject (laughs) like do do it that way but electives yes electives yes elective i mean 
I'm, I'm working with kids now and I, I kind of want to create like a, a podcasting class, you know? And oh, just, yeah, for sure. Yeah, especially when, it's you like know, okay. technology, streaming. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're, they're big on streaming. Media. They all want to be YouTube yeah. stars. So, yeah. Man, not all going to make it. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, but, but, uh, but it would be a fun hobby for them. It would be a great way to express themselves. And I think that's the most important part, right? Is having mm-hmm. that outlet. Um, mm-hmm. especially for a lot of us who don't feel like we're we're being we're being heard, right? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Having a show or podcast stream, whatever it is, mm-hmm. it gives you that opportunity that someone's gonna listen, someone's gonna hear, and mm-hmm. uh, you never know, you never know what can happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if you noticed, but the the wheel of wheel of fate ah, gave you number that's right, that's right. gave you number sixteen <laughs> uh, for this next number uh, for next question. Mm-hmm. But what level would you like to be at? Uh, let's stick with medium 16 medium this one is what was one of the most pivotal points in your life oh i think one of the most pivotal would be and yeah the, the end of college hmm. or or in the middle of college um I remember there was this one day, because you know how college is, it's really hard to get into classes. So many people. Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. Like, sometimes you gotta just pick pick what's ever available and hope that yep. that fits your, your course, but yep. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I was um, trying to get, like, the prereq biology class so I can start taking the higher uh, upper classes, and I almost couldn't get in. Hmm. And that would have delayed my graduation like a whole year. Okay, yeah. that's a long time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, that's you know, you that's how impacted colleges were. You know the experience. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, so because of that, I was almost going to major in Japanese. Wow. Okay. And that would have you know stretched my career in a whole different direction if that happened. So I think that was a pivotal moment in my life i would say where you, literally you're able to sign up road. yeah 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 i got it i got it because i i even i signed up for the japanese class and i was on the waiting list for the biology class and then i was on the waiting list and then i luckily i got in so i told the japanese teacher like oh i got into my bio class so i can't take this class so sorry and then <laughs> bam, i stuck to bio yeah. Now, now, how would how do you see your life being different if you had taken Japanese that year instead of getting to five class? It would have been totally different. I um, I think I wouldn't have gone into teaching. Um, mm. and even if I did, I mean, it would be a foreign language. But as a non-native Japanese speaker, I would have had to get higher level tests and uh to prove you know you can speak at a native level i think i would have moved to japan much earlier um and maybe try to join a school as a full-time teacher because right now i'm contracted to schools okay um through a company uh but i think if that was the case i would have been like teaching english um as a permanent teacher instead of a part-time contracted teacher but i would have missed out on like all the different teaching styles from america so i would have missed a lot of teaching strategies for sure for sure yeah uh so you mentioned teaching strategies and i didn't know there was like a whole strategic part of it but uh like Mm -hmm. what, what kind of styles did you feel like you kind of experienced uh i think non-textbook based styles especially because i taught health education there isn't a textbook for that class there's a lot of pamphlets a lot of open resources um i think sfusd is coming out with like slides that you can use if they haven't already um, for teachers to teach on a similar uh, education style but like just the open perspectives of things from 
just around you. I think that's the thing you learned how to do in in America, especially in in like California and in in San Francisco, is learning how to tie lessons to current events. For sure, for sure. Yeah. Uh, so you had to create your own, like, basically your whole own lesson plan for for health ed. Like, uh, l- luckily I had some help <laughs> okay. from my cohort. You remember how like there's meetings between your cohort members, and uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He the 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 cohort members were really cool. Um, I had a lot of uh, guidance from them. Um, but the thing was, I was myself lacking in experience um, in teaching that subject, and it was hard to teach from different perspectives. Mm. You know, because everyone has a different view of drugs and sex and alcohol and everything. Yeah. And I only come from one perspective, so it was hard to teach kids different perspectives. Yeah, yeah. I've. I, I... Honestly, if I was ever put in that situation, I guess my main my main focus would be trying to get as many guest speakers as I could <laughs> to oh, come in. Oh, for sure. You know? For sure. I think, but I th- also think SFUSD made it really hard to get guest speakers. Really? That's interesting. If you go through it properly, you have to, like, s- vet them through the system or whatnot. Oh. Or, like, you have to... Yeah. yeah. But, but, you know, sometimes things are left unspoken. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, you know uh, they were just visiting. You know they're visiting. Yeah, me. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I got you. I got you. Uh, well, let me ask you, what's been like the greatest joy you've gotten out of teaching? I think it's the connection you make with the ki- uh, students and the kids. Like at Burton, um, I somehow had a makeshift gathering at lunchtime. I think like during lunchtime, like. Teachers like to take a break, but I think it really right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think it really speaks to how good the teacher or how friendly not not say how good how friendly the teacher is and connected to the students are. If students go to your classroom to look for you, to hang out or to talk, to talk, yeah, 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 just come like to get to know you as a person where you're not like mm-hmm. necessarily doing your job mm-hmm. at that time. Uh, yeah, or or just to provide a safe spot for them to hang out during lunchtime. Because yeah. in high school, we all trying to figure out where we belong, right? So yeah, that's right. So that's for right. to to choose a, a teacher's classroom, that you know, just makes you feel comfortable, makes you feel like you know this is mm-hmm. where I should be chilling. And then you have mm-hmm. the friends or other students that come mm-hmm. into your classroom. They connect because mm-hmm. that's where they're spending their time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. man, I hear you. I I I didn't spend too many times uh, like growing up and you know just. Just in high school, I didn't spend time in teachers' classrooms, but I always, always would stop by after school just to ask them a question. Um, mm. And it would always be like some, like, I think this is part, just part of my personality and why I'm doing mm-hmm. an interview show now. But yeah, just picking their brain about like whatever is going on. Um, very interesting experience, man. I, you know, it's, you were a teacher and I feel like you might have crossed paths with a lot of my teachers you know and and maybe yeah, even your yeah. own like well, what mm-hmm. you might be asking what high school you attended out here oh yeah i, I went to galileo for sure yeah. yeah 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 did you ever like cross paths with an old teacher and you're like hey man i'm teaching now too <laughs> nah. uh well there was this one teacher he's really good with his students and he really connects with them um his name is roman and uh i mean we kept in touch even after uh high school and then uh i helped him uh decorate his house for christmas take down the the decorations um only because like he's he's a friend now you know like when you graduate sure he's your teacher but now he's also like your friend too yeah yeah Yeah. that's that's dope man i mean i I'd hope that like all the students I've ever worked with can can feel that same way about me. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know for me, there's just some teachers that will always just have like, I feel like this next level up above me. <laughs> like I'm never gonna mm-hmm. be be up there with mm-hmm. them. But I have mm-hmm. I have grabbed beers with former teachers and you know just talking about adult stuff and you know they they're catching up with us. Uh, but yeah, mm-hmm. very important connections, man. Because I don't know if mm-hmm. the same for you, but I remember a lot of my teachers. 
I remember them, you know, as people and stuff. Uh, and maybe I'll, I'll forget some of my classmates, depending on how big my school was. But yeah, my teachers, I, I pretty much can, can remember. And there's going to be a few out there that's going to remember you, you know? <laughs> So maybe I hope so. <laughs> maybe they're gonna want to be gaming with you. Honestly, like <laughs> that's probably something, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, all right, let's give it a another spin, man. Here we go. Okay. Nice. <laughs> Ooh, 34 34 uh i gotta come up with nice. like a bonus or something for for when people oh. land on this <laughs> but uh what level would you like to be at uh let's let's go down to an easy an easy easy 34 yeah. uh this one is how alive is your inner child Ah. Uh. I think because I game a lot it's definitely alive <laughs> <laughs> like, sure. um you know you get angry at people playing games you know you have you have your tantrums yeah I still have that <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah you, you ever rage yeah. you still rage quit sometimes <laughs> I don't rage quit I rage but I don't uh, once in a while I, I do rage quit yes it depends once. on how bad it is oh, I, I feel yes, you on that yes, yes. <laughs> So my inner child is still there. Um, but also, I think, uh, you know, just. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like just looking at things, you know, still being amazed by them, by the little things. Um, I guess that comes back with age, too. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, appreciating nature, you know, mm, that's like, I find myself looking up at the clouds like the clouds here in Japan are some for some reason really beautiful. They, they look different. <laughs> It seems like they look different. You know how you look into like an anime movie from Japan? Like it literally sometimes looks like that. Maybe that's the inspiration, man. I I haven't been to Japan, so I I wouldn't know. Uh, You know, for me, you know, I guess maybe every country has their own like kind of flavor or uniqueness. Yeah. I'm not sure. Have you traveled a lot? No, I haven't. Like one goal was to travel around Asia from Japan because it's so cheap. Uh, I'm just waiting for the world to open up. <laughs> Dude, yeah, I, I don't know honestly what the timeline looks for that. I feel like it's gonna be summer okay, winter not so good, and then it's gonna mm-hmm. be going back and forth a little bit, uh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. especially after this past year it, when we thought yeah, it looked good. It looked good. You know? it looked good. <laughs> and then bam, hey Delta. <laughs> Yeah, man. I uh, so right before Corona, I had mm-hmm. made plans to go to Hawaii, um, like that oh. that April of 2020. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 2020. Yeah, 2020. 2020. 2020. Yeah. But um, yeah. And then I pushed it back till this September. This September, I was supposed mm-hmm. to go, but then recently, the governor of Hawaii was like, "We're shutting down. Don't come here." So oh. I gotta like postpone it, and now I, I don't know when. But <laughs> I feel like I've been oh, planning man. this vacation for years. Uh, but yeah, it's cool. I yeah. mean, it'll get there when it gets there. But yeah, that's, that's for. I know I'm not the only one either. I'm sure there's <laughs> people out there getting super frustrated too. Um, but yeah, we're. Oh, I, did, I didn't know Hawaii closed. It just got announced like two, three days ago or four days ago. Ah, I see, yeah, I see. and it's one of those things where like we're we're going essential only. Um, but mm. as a tourist, that that really dampens your all your plans. Like, I want to eat, True. but I can only eat to go. Like, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So, uh, but I I could see it as like at least for me, I was gonna go with my parents, and mm, I would want lovely. What's that? That would have been lovely. Yeah, I mean it's more, way more important for my folks because they hardly go on vacations. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. and um. We'll, we'll get there it's uh i'm not tripping off it too much but mm-hmm. uh earlier you had talked about um healthy perspective and you know being being open to other people's views and opinions do you feel like you were always like that or was that something you had to kind of realize and you know grow from i think definitely develop over time mm-hmm. and grow out of um i don't know when you know there's a turning point i think it was a gradual growth over the years especially in my 20s i guess like early college like early 20s you don't know squat oh yeah (laughs) (laughs) we we, we think we know we think we know once we're out of high school (laughs) 
Yeah. yeah. But I, I guess it wasn't until like mid to mid twenties till now where you start to develop an open perspective by talking to different people and learning from different people and learning their perspectives. No, for yeah. sure. Like like I mentioned earlier, like when teaching health ed, I only could, was able to teach from my perspective about sex and drugs. Um, I couldn't really talk about the re- the real world and the other views that it included. Um, where like people do take recreational drugs, people do illegal drugs, you know, especially at raves and stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, like what's the fine line? Like everyone has a different opinion. Um, I couldn't really teach that, but it wasn't until you know I talked to other people and they opened up about their perspectives about sex and drugs, and I realized, oh, I could have taught this in the classroom, you know. Is is yeah. you mind sharing anything you you like that made you think that like was was something that you know you you were like, damn, I should I should have said that in the classroom. <sighs> I think um, sex was a big topic. Hmm. That it was kind of hard to teach because, like, sexual relations is important in a relationship. However, everyone has a different view of how often sex mm. should happen. You know, the, sec- the sexual desire of everyone is different. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it's important for it to match. And then some people are in, like, they're okay with, you know one night stands you know but some people are not okay but what i learned is that you can't judge other people's sexual activity according to your own i gotcha i gotcha yeah yeah no (laughs) that's definitely something like growing up if no one's ever talked to you because sex ed Mm -hmm. might sex i mean not sex ed but health ed might be the first time kids are like actually having a conversation about sex with an adult right I feel yeah, like yeah, a, yeah. a lot of parents are are avoiding that to oh, <laughs> for the yeah. longest time possible. I don't know yeah. for you. My, I don't know my parents didn't address oh, it with me. My, <laughs> my parents, my parents never talked to me about relationships and especially sex. Uh, I, I I come from a Chinese immigrant family um, who has her own perspective of relationships because they come from an older generation um whereas you know the new modern style uh relationships are totally different so they think it's easy you know you just go out there and meet someone and then you just stay together and then you you can get married but it's like no there's so much that can happen between meeting and marriage you know but to them it's really simple and after marriage too but yeah no yeah no. yeah yeah for sure for sure yeah i mean uh i don't know if it's like for you maybe that older generation but they they my parents always emphasize to me how much hard work it is to, to keep a relationship uh, going and mm-hmm. to like you know make sure that bond is strong but i do feel like when, especially when you're young you just think you're gonna find someone and it's gonna just match perfectly and oh you yeah know, happy it's happy so forever. innocent <laughs> I, it's so good though it's like when they have that perspective because like it's just really innocent it's hopeful very hopeful mm-hmm. uh and yeah man i mean i think like you know i, I like to remain hopeful as well and be like you know maybe mm-hmm. you know but i do have that i guess the perspective now of getting older is like there are stuff that you got to work on and i think that's what makes a good relationship last is that you know the people constantly want to people constantly mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. are looking forward to to growing with the other person no matter like yeah, yeah. what differences might pop up you know i think one point i try to get the students to understand is um there's all if you look at it from a mathematical perspective there's mm-hmm. always a net growth in the relationship there's always growth in the relationship you know the graph might go up this way go up tilt down but it goes up again and then tilts down. But it, in general, it should always be trending upwards. Mm-hmm. Um, because if it's not trending upwards, there's something wrong with the relationship. Mm. I got Because right? it's, yeah. I, I think to put it into their perspective where they understand, I think that I should emphasize a little more. 
because relationships can be stagnant it's fine you know it can be flatline uh, but there should always be some sort of growth in the relationship in my opinion I got positive you. growth for sure for sure yeah. and yeah anybody listening you got your <laughs> you got your free lesson from mr zhao here <laughs> uh just heads up we have about 10 minutes left in the mm. podcast uh wanted to thank so you fast. again yeah man i mean hopefully someday we could do a part two uh yeah for sure and i've never played league of legends but you know maybe i'll, I'll join your team and you could carry me <laughs> just, don't, yeah. just don't get mad at me hours of raging <laughs> but fun but yeah. fun yeah i got you uh but yeah man well we made it to the final stretch of the podcast and um before we get to the questions i do want to work work out this mantra with you called the 34th mm -hmm. mantra and i have these phrases that i'd like you fill in they are i am i can i will so i am blank i can blank i will blank how would you fill that in for yourself i think for i am um i would say i am open I think I want to be that person that listens and able to give sound advice if I can. Um, you know, you always want, I, I always wanted to strive to be like the, the, the guy with all the wisdom. But then I realized, you know, I'm never going to get there only because like, I'm still young, I'm still learning, but just providing a listening ear is enough at the moment. So I am open. That, that was pretty wise of you, man. <laughs> to, oh, to, no, no, no. Don't to, to understand, yeah. to understand that you know it takes a lot to to gain that wisdom. But yeah, man. I mean, I thinking of wisdom is like I think people have have kind of like gave me that feeling, which I mm -hmm. I dislike because it's really hard for me to feel like you know there's something that I'm <laughs> I'm better mm -hmm, at mm -hmm. than other people. Mm -hmm. So it's like nah, like. Yeah, I'm not sure. It makes me feel kind of icky and uncomfortable, but... Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Th th there was this one thing that uh, was vibing with the kids. It was stay humble, and then it just disappeared again. Remember that time? Oh, yeah. Like the, fr the phrase of the year or the month was like, stay humble, and then it just disappeared. Uh, yeah, I, I think I think there's still that niche. There's still that niche of group, yeah, 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 group yeah, of yeah, kids who yeah. are into yeah. it. But no, you're right. It's um, it was kind of like the uh, almost like keep keep calm. Keep calm was one of those <laughs> phrases that <laughs> was that was out yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, keep calm too. Yeah, <laughs> that was good. That was good. I don't know who like like what what powers that be like gives that boost to whatever phrase that needs to be like out there you know it's like all of a sudden you just see it everywhere on everything it's like <laughs> this this would be a good social media lesson in one of your classes yeah yeah I, but i need to do my research and i need to figure out the cause yeah. uh so i have some information to give right now mm -hmm. it's all like oh this is what i think and <laughs> i can't, I can't <laughs> really educate people on what on thoughts right um mm -hmm. but all right so that's I am open. Uh, the second one is I can. I can. I can do better. I think. Um, I think like there's always something to improve. I know myself. I guess a little well enough where I know I'm not always giving things 100% in what I do. Um, whether it's just being lazy or procrastinating or both, um, I know I can do better, but it's just like the habit that I, you know, people develop, but I know I can do better. Yeah. I hear you, man. I mean, I'm very lazy and, uh, procrast procrastinate a ton too. <laughs> uh, and I justify it to myself by saying life is all about balance. You know, there's going to uh, be yeah, times when you right. give yourself right. like 150%. And then so mm -hmm. there's going to be times where you're just going things at 50 percent so yeah but that's that's why like you know you, you're inspired by those who always give it like close to 100 percent on many days not yeah. all days but many days that mm -hmm. uh reminds me of uh i don't know if you know this guy i think his name is david goggins i could be getting that oh, name wrong yeah. but it's that like crazy ex 
uh u.s navy seal dude that like trains crazy every day and he's always like hey. if, you, if you're not working hard all the time then what are you doing you're not living life and i'm like bro oh. <laughs> i can't be like that <laughs> it's a different perspective in life you know yeah i can't imagine what, what he's gone through to to just feel Same, like for sure to be for sure. hard all the time but um mm-hmm. yeah, i got you and the last one is i will blank um for this one i think it's like a personal mantra of mine is uh, I will try to do my best so there won't be any regrets. Mm. Yeah, that's uh, I, you know, I, you didn't get to this question, but let me let me just mm-hmm. sneak it in yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. But uh, what what emotion would you get rid of if you could get rid of one? Because for, oh. for me, it was regret. Uh, maybe it's because I've had a lot of them. <laughs> so that's the uh, one that keeps popping up. But yeah, uh, man, for, for me, it'd be regret. But well, what about for yourself? I think I'd agree with you. Um, only because it's like, you know, the could have, would have, should have. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, I could have done this and it could have been a different outcome and it would may have been a bit better outcome. So I think I would agree with you. Like, like... This is one reason why I did why I came to Japan is because I didn't want to regret it in the future if I never did it, you know. And this was a good time to do it. So, but like the past experience regrets, it's like, oof. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I I do think we we will, like, hopefully we all get to a point where everything makes sense. And like all Mm -hmm. the choices and, Mm -hmm. and that feeling of no regrets actually like comes and like, damn you yeah know, I, yeah there are really no regrets because everything that was supposed to happen happened and now i'm at where i want to be uh I'm, yeah, still, yeah. I'm still waiting for that moment but <laughs> same 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 it's I, gonna be a long journey man yes yes and uh you know just belief and hope that everything you're doing is right for you uh mm-hmm. for sure man and uh now if you ever need a reminder you do have this recording to in your voice to remind you what you oh. are what you can do and what you will do uh, just put subtitles so I don't have to listen to myself. <laughs> <laughs> I got you. I got you. I, no, I'm just kidding. I'll do that. I'll mm-hmm. do that. Um, no, I'm just kidding, man. It's all good. <laughs> but like, you know, when you when you when you first hear your own voice, it's like, do I sound like that? <laughs> yeah, man. And I'm sure you have to do it too a lot now because you're recording. Yeah, no, I, I do it a lot. And honestly, it's been crazy because I had that feeling. And because I've done it so much, it's pretty much like I don't. I don't hear it. Uh, I do cringe when I when I hear like my filler, my fillers, like, like the ums and that. And I I know uh, I do it. And I'm still working on it. But that's definitely the moments where I'm like, ooh, I wish I could clean that up a little bit better. But uh, really, really comes with experience, right? Yeah. Yep. <laughs> and uh, I don't I don't know if you knew this, but before the podcast, I my first dream was to be a rapper. So I had to get over oh. the the voice recording and like this hearing myself and man if you heard how i sounded like in my rap songs it was very i tried i I thought my voice was too low so i tried to like bring it up a little bit higher yeah yeah when i was uh like i think because the feedback i got from a lot of folks that back then was like oh you're too monotonous or you're too like you know it sounds you know whatever blah and i was just like okay well let me raise raise it up a little bit you know and like sound like i'm kind of singing and all that stuff uh but if i was talking about regrets i could go back i would just embrace Mm -hmm. i would just embrace my voice and be like well this is my style and not Mm -hmm. even worry Mm -hmm. about what people are saying so Mm -hmm. yeah (laughs) a lot of a lot of experience hearing my voice (laughs) but uh here we go man my my next question is a question from my previous guest uh want to shout out to evan for his question and uh his question for you is challenge and opportunity are they the same are they different and how would you define them oh i think they're different okay um well and and there there are similar aspects i would say um for example like if you're at work and you're given an assignment that's a challenge um whether or not you look at it as an opportunity of growth is up to you Um, maybe the the task is actually 
not useful to growth at all. So it's a challenge, you know, you just have to do it. You just have to plow through it. Um, opportunities, um, you can find it yourself, I think. Um, but also like, again, with the perspective, if a challenge is giving it to you, do you look at it as an opportunity for growth? I think that's how I would define the two. I gotcha. I gotcha. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Um, similar way I, I kind of see it. And I was agreeing with uh, with Evan about it uh, that like no matter how challenging it is, because I feel like it's it's almost that you know the self talk that we have with ourselves, right? Like how we're gonna frame things in our minds, and you know every <laughs> framing every challenge as an opportunity, I think is just more beneficial, you know, for for <laughs> for folks, because uh, I think challenge has a little bit more of a negative connotation to it, but yeah, yeah. yeah definitely i try to i try to see everything as an opportunity and uh but i i also can can see the challenge and you know that can that can jade me a little bit right and mm -hmm. uh yeah so i hear you my my mm -hmm. next question for you is what would you like to ask the next guest that comes on to 34 questions it's tough <laughs> <laughs> but what I want to ask you, um, you could go heavy, light you know, serious, funny, it's all up to you what if you had the opportunity what is one other career you would choose instead of your current one interesting I got you I know we didn't uh, get to talk about it too mm -hmm. much, but you know, you said you wanted to try out different careers, and uh, yeah. is, is there is there one like maybe you're not qualified for, maybe you don't have the experience just yet, uh, but uh, <laughs> yeah, is there one you you jump into if you had the opportunity? Uh, I think two was two of them was um, I would actually want to be a researcher. Um, just okay. to see what it's like to bring that experience into a classroom. If I ever, you know, if I were a researcher and become a teacher, I would have that experience. Because I've talked to some teachers who've done lab uh, labs and research, and then they say it really helps with bringing that into the classroom. You know, the the real life experience. But also, um, with with no qualifications, I would want to try to be a lawyer, only to see what it's like. Whoa, yeah. Because, you know, but when you watch TV, you see the lawyers that look so cool, but of course, in reality, it's not as enticing. Yeah. I mean, it depends on the law that you're working on, I guess. Uh, and, true, uh, true, true, um, but true. But yeah, no, no. I, I don't know if you ever served jury duty, but I was, I was, I served I'm, I'm not going to jinx it. <laughs> I haven't yet. I went in, I still haven't been called yet, but I'm not, I'm knocking on wood man that's that's yeah. a that's a story for another time but yeah mm -hmm. i remember when i first started at beacon at burton um like the first mm -hmm. two weeks i got called into jury duty oh, and uh, bro i fell asleep inside the little thing right In, inside the court mm -hmm. when they were choosing people and i still mm -hmm. got chosen <laughs> oh and, my goodness and they were like you was, did? yeah i still got chosen and i was on that case for like two weeks uh two three weeks but it, it was it was a crazy case uh like for so i could lead this on for a next and a future uh -huh. video but you uh -huh. know it was a murder case it was a homicide uh -huh. and uh yeah it was it was trippy man i i was the dude i was the foreman at the end where like uh -huh. you know i stood uh -huh. up and was like uh, uh you did the presentation well so that's what they show on tv all i had uh -huh. to do all i had to do okay. was like give them a piece of paper to the uh, to the bailiff and then they gave it to the judge uh -huh. and then the judge was like uh -huh. the jury finds you this or whatever uh, mm -hmm. but yeah that was such that was such a crazy experience and uh, lawyers yeah. the lawyers uh, they do the thing I would say you know they're very persuasive and they're trying to, but I've really felt bad and I mean it was a public defender and like mm -hmm. you know this guy didn't look like he really was trying to you know help his client uh, I don't know mm -hmm. but uh, yeah it was it was an interesting experience just to see that just to see the pr prosecution go super hard all the facts everything and then the mm -hmm. the defense just ah, kind of like uh well this is what we got and this is how we're gonna try to spin it but yeah it was 
if you have the time and the interest serve jury duty i would recommend that for anybody i watch a lot of svu so that's that's what kind of got me well, that was my thing back in high school <laughs> svu that was my thing yeah man um yeah. Uh, my mom is super into it and I don't know if you know but they brought what's his face back uh, Stabler and like they're creating this whole thing yeah, yeah so. I remember Detective Stabler yeah <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> like Dang. we it's like we know him you know <laughs> but uh, alright I got that question for the, for the next guest and my last question for you the question that ties mm-hmm. everything together you know 200 maybe 300 years from now our descendants are watching this video what would you like to tell them um keep watching this and listening to this podcast (laughs) but oh because you have so many different characters and people on here um that you get so many perspectives uh i myself can't teach everything so just listen to the other ones show man thank you for your kind words uh you know i i just i don't know if you ever watched uh not watched but read the book by howard zinn i learned about this today because a teacher in in my class was like presenting it Mm -hmm. to the kids but it was like the people's history and it's like a a book called Mm -hmm. the people's history i don't know if you ever heard of it um but you know he's just showing like the other sides that are not in the history books um so one of the things that was mentioned was like real history comes from real people and it just really made me really think about like you know these conversations and people like mm-hmm. yourself and everyone else who has been on here is like yeah i mean i guess that's part of what like i'm vibing with and what i'm trying to put out there is that this is the history that that's real you know it's about individual folks and what they're going through where they're at um but yeah so thank you for just hitting that point home for for all the folks out there in the future (laughs) uh any last things you'd like to add before we head out of here uh no man i'm good just thank you for the opportunity it's been really fun for sure man i want to thank you again for stopping by and making time and opening up and sharing your story definitely definitely appreciate it and i want to thank all the folks out there as well if you're tuning in on spotify apple music or where apple podcast wherever you're checking this out uh, appreciate your time as well Remember to reach out, reach forward. As always, much love. And uh, we'll catch you guys next time on 34 Questions. Peace. And then uh, this is my like extra credit scene type thing. Uh, but yeah, man, uh, let me ask you. This is where I get my feedback from, from my guests. How did that feel? How do you feel after doing it? And anything you'd like to see improved on or added? Let me know no it was really good um like you had really good follow-up questions um and then you really know how to dig a little deeper even on the simple questions um you're able to do that uh but because yeah the discussions are so long which is really nice i thought we would actually really hit 34 questions <laughs> that that's, that was my safeguard that's why 34 was like a good number for my for myself it's like mm-hmm. if, if we spend mm-hmm. two minutes on every question and that would fill mm-hmm. up an hour but that's just like mm-hmm. it luckily no one's done that yet like come on here and just give me short short answers for everything yeah yeah yeah, um, yeah. but yeah like thank you thank you i i, do, I really do try to like I guess it's just my my natural curiosity and me just trying to like okay well you gave me that that first answer but i know there's like a lot more that we mm-hmm, mm-hmm. different ways we can go about it sometimes uh but yeah yeah <laughs> but thank you thank you again um and i will be in touch when uh when all for this sure, comes out sure. 